It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Masterplan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure to have you out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Masterplan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Last time we chatted to Rob Boyle of Homespares, who told us all about their big image improvement project and also how they've been moving from uh, B2B pure pure business into a B2C space. You can join the chat about that and all everything else going on in e-commerce in the Facebook group, which is the e-commerce master plan world Facebook group, which you will find via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. So let me introduce you to today's special guest. And I, before I get on to the special guest, I just need to say a big thank you to Masonde Creativity, who recommended on Twitter uh, Gwen to come on the show. So big thank you to Masonde. And uh, if anyone else has got any recommendations, let us know. We're always interested in finding new great podcast guests. So today's special guest is Gwen Jameer. Now she's the founder and CEO of Naturalicious, which is the home of the Hello Gorgeous Hair Care System, which is all about helping ladies get their hair looking awesome quicker. After launching in 2013, Naturalicious has become one of America's fastest growing hair care brands and they now ship around 400 retail orders a month, 130 wholesale orders a month, plus a couple of big pallet orders to their distributors as well. They're pretty busy. Um, hello, Gwen. Hi, how are you, Chloe? I'm good, thank you. And, uh, and thank you for, for fitting us in on what I know is a crazy day for you. So I've just given our listeners a really quick, like a super quick overview of you and your business. Um, how did you get started in e-commerce? I got started purely by accident. So <laughs> I've always had this idea that I wanted to own my own business and I dabbled in a few things while in college Mm -hmm. But really getting into having e-commerce as like my sole bread and butter, uh, you know, income business was not intentional. I actually started making hair care products in my kitchen because I couldn't find anything oh, wow. that saved me time in my day as, an, as a new mom at the time mm -hmm. and also worked really well and was organic and natural. So I couldn't find anything that fit all three of those. And so I started making products in my kitchen because I couldn't find it. And what ended up happening, like a lot of times, people started asking me, oh, what are you using in your hair? Your hair looks so amazing. It's growing so beautifully, blah, blah, blah. And I would then gift the, these products that I was making to my friends and my family. And then they would use them. And then those people would, you know, go to work or go around their friends and their friends would start to ask about, hey, what are you using? And they say, oh, my, my friend or my sister or my cousin or whatever is making these hair products and she calls it naturalicious and you know, here's her info. Wow. And so then I started having people asking me, people who I didn't know were asking to buy the products. And at that time I was working a regular job. So I didn't have the time or ability to like take phone orders all the time. Mm -hmm. So I had to set up a website. And so that's how I got started in the very early days of creating a website was just because I didn't have the ability to take phone orders and I had to set up something where people could do it themselves. I love the fact that not only did you accidentally stumble into e-commerce, but you kind of stumbled into an awesome product as well. Because, you know, from what you were saying, you were aiming to create a product that would be quick and easy. 
and natural. And you actually found something that was so good. People were stopping you to say, how did you do that? It's like, it's pretty cool. So let's, let's, before we dive into a lot more about that, let's just get everyone a picture of where the business is at the moment. So you're in the US and are you selling just in the US? Are you selling globally as well? We sell globally. Oh, cool. So is that on the retail side and the wholesale side? It is. So our retailers, I'm sorry. Yes, our retailers, which we wholesale our products to, Mm -hmm. they come from a wide variety of countries. So we just shipped a order this morning, a wholesale order this morning to a retailer based in Angola, Africa. Wow. Um, We have retailers in Indonesia. We have a lot of retailers in the Caribbean. Um, We have a couple in Australia. Um, So we definitely ship around the world. through our, um, for retailers. We Mm -hmm. also have a number of people who purchase from us on our website. So they're purchasing retail. So they're buying, paying full price, paying, you know, full price for shipping as well, um, for overseas. And so we see a lot of those people coming from the UK, um, because we actually aren't in any UK retailers at this time quite yet. Um, but we see a lot of people buying on the website, like customers buying from the UK. We see a lot of people from, um, the military, so who are based in countries, so like say Japan or people who are based in um, the Middle East or what mm-hmm. have you, they're actually buying from us as well. We ship to them. Wow! So it's it's a truly global enterprise then. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and given that almost half my podcast listeners are in the UK, are you are you actively looking for someone in the UK at the moment, or have you got a big project underway and you're you know where you're going in the UK? No, definitely would like to be in the UK. Um, we've had a little bit of a challenge just because of there's some legalities with mm-hmm. um, US products being in the UK and the labeling requirements and that sort of thing. Um, but we've had some interest from some re- UK retailers, but we haven't gotten into those stores yet. So if anyone out there is listening and would love to have Naturalicious in their store or know someone who would like to have Naturalicious in their store, please reach out to us and let us know. Excellent. And you, if you can, you can either get hold of me or you can get hold of Gwen and she'll be sharing um, how to get hold of her later on in the show, if that's you. Uh, well, hopefully we'll find you someone. Um, okay. So what, what platform are you selling on, um, Gwen? What's your, what's your website built on? Our website is built on Shopify. Oh, I love a bit of Shopify. And anyone listening who's thinking of getting going with Shopify, there's a very special e-commerce master plan discount, which you can get by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify. So Gwen, were you on Shopify right from day one, where those people were kind of banging on the door saying, can I buy from you? No, actually we weren't. We were on a website called, or a platform called Miva Merchant. Mm. And um, no one had ever heard of Miva Merchant. And it was very difficult as the company started turning into a real company, into a business. um, And I started trying to grow this thing. It became difficult to find developers who knew how to do certain things that I needed done on the website. Um, Yeah. And it just got really expensive because everything that I was having to do or get done was having to be built custom. And oftentimes even those custom um, builds didn't function properly all the time. And so moving over to Shopify has been phenomenal for us because one, you know, everyone knows a Shopify, you know, if you're in the, in the e-commerce space mm-hmm. and there's several, several plugins that can do a lot of the things that I was having to pay custom for. So some of those plugins and those apps are free 
for me. Um, sometimes they're not free, but they're generally a nominal cost. So it might be, you know, five bucks here a month or 15 bucks a month at the most or something, you know? And so it's a lot less expensive and a lot easier to get my website to do, you know, pretty awesome things and, um, that allow us to generate more revenue and thus also allows the website to work for us. Um, better than when we were on Miva Merchant. Cool. So what those widgets that you're, those plugins that you're using at the moment, are there a couple you'd like to recommend to the listeners? Sure. Um, so depending on your business model, um, this one may or may not work for you, but my favorite one is called Recurring Orders by Bold. B-O-L-D. Good old old Bold. They come up a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And so I love that app because it allows us to offer recurring, like a subscription model to customers who are rabbit fans of the brand. And, you know, these are generally going to be our best customers. So it's very easy to segment them for, let's say, email marketing purposes or for um, even Facebook marketing purposes or Google marketing purposes. Because we know if you're willing to give us your credit card and have it on file and let us charge you every month or two months or what have you, you're generally, you know, you pretty much like our stuff and more <laughs> so than so. someone who doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And so um, that, that's my favorite, favorite app. Also, it's really great for, you know, e-commerce can kind of be up and down. You know, some days we're, we'll do like, you know, I don't know, a hundred orders in a day. Right. And mm. then other times it's like, where's everybody at? Did our website go down? Why is nobody buying today? You know? And so, um, the, the bold app is really nice for that because even if we were to make absolutely no sales on any particular day, which never happens, but if we weren't, if we didn't make any sales, we would still know that we're at least going to make, you know, X amount of dollars today because yeah. of our recurring orders. So that's really nice. Um, another one that I really like is called Crush Picks and that is free. So Crush Picks is an app that allows you to, it just, you just install it very easily and it automatically compresses your, your, um, your images for you. So it doesn't decrease the quality of the image. It just changes the size of the image. Um, oh, nice. So faster loading. Exactly. So it makes your website faster to load and it's free up to, I think, five megabytes. And then after that, you know, there's like a nominal fee, like five bucks or whatever, um, if you want to do more than that. But even on the free version, you can get like a 35% faster loading times just with the free, the free part. So I love crush picks. With Google's focus on um, wanting you to have faster websites, then that's, that's a no brainer really, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so Crushpix is a favorite of mine. And then I would say my third favorite one, hmm, it's probably the Wheelio app. So <laughs> I love a bit have of, you heard Wheelio. of Wheelio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Wheelio is great because um for exit intent purposes as well as just, you know, if someone's been lingering around on your website for, you know, one or two minutes and you just want to kind of push them over the edge and say, Hey, here's an offer to get you to buy today. Um, that's a really great app. If for those of you who are listening, who are not familiar with Quilio, it's basically a gamification app that you plug into your website. It kind of pops out of the side when the customer has either is either about to leave the website or has been on your website for an extended period of time. And it pops out and it's just like, think of like wheel of fortune for those of you in the U S I don't know if you have a a show like this. Yeah. We we get that in the UK. Yeah. Okay. So it's like wheel of fortune. It's like a, a wheel that, that you, they put in their email address 
they press spin and it spins and it gives them an offer that you've decided. And what it does, it actually helps you to build your email list um, very, very nicely in a fun kind of way. And what I love about this app is that we used to have a different exit intent pop up. So once when some once someone was about to leave our website, mm-hmm. something will pop up and say, hey, don't leave. Use this coupon code and, um, you know, don't leave us or whatever and, yeah. and buy today. Well, the problem with that one was that it gave you the code along with asking you for your email address. So you didn't have to give your email address before you got the code. Oh, no. So, so some people would think that they had to actually put in their email address to be able to use it. But most people would realize that they didn't. Right. And so we would end up with like a 3% conversion rate on these, these, um, this email thing with Wheelio, we're seeing 22% conversions. Wow. So 22% of people who, who see the actual uh, Wheelio app pop up are spinning it and actually giving us their email address. So it's been huge for conversions and helped us grow our email list so fast. So we're talking 22% of people who see the pop-up give you their email address in terms of the, so it's a conversion to email address. Exactly. So to go from 3% to 22% is huge. That's massive. Nice work. Nice work. Okay. um, And uh, what about about your team? How many of you are there and what sort of things are you choosing to do in-house and outsourcing? Sure. There's 10 of us. And um, half of that are people who are on our production line. So they're actually in our studio um, here in the States, and they are physically making, bottling, and labeling our products. So that's half the team. The nice thing about that and what I'm really proud of is that we actively hire special needs workers for our production team. So everyone who's on our our production line are people who um, are considered special needs. And the reason that I do that is our way of having – a social component to the business, social kind of mm-hmm. a social activism way. Ninety um, percent of special needs, employable special needs workers are actually unemployed because employers feel that they can't do the work, or because they feel like they'll be too slow. And what I found is that they actually almost appreciate the work more because they don't usually have a chance. And so they've been great. So that's oh, half cool. my team. The other half are. Um, folks who handle um, Instagram and email marketing and graphic design. And we have a in-house photographer and videographer. Um, And obviously there's me also. And so um, sales and all that stuff is all in-house. So there's 10 of us total um, at Naturalicious. Wow, cool. And are you outsourcing any marketing services or is everything just within the team? Everything's within the team. Um, We've tried to outsource some marketing services and... You know, I actually heard this somewhere recently. Um, a speaker was saying you should never outsource your QBR. And so that's your queen bee role, right? Okay. So what are you really good at? What is what is your thing? Like if you were, you could outsource anything else, but you should never outsource that because that is your best. That is what you're really good at. And my background is in marketing and advertising. Prior to starting Naturalicious, I was actually the global digital communications director for Ford Motor Company. Mm -hmm. And my job was to market Ford cars and vehicles in the digital space. And so that's kind of like my forte. And so even though we've outsourced some of our marketing in the past, the results that we've gotten in the ROI has not been as good as it was when I was doing it. So I actually do the marketing and advertising myself, but everything else we do in-house. Well, it seems seems to me that, you know, 
given the the product is such a, a kind of a passion play in and of itself, and you're you've taken the decision to keep production of the product in house, which you know many people would go, yeah, that's too complex. Let's just outsource that. We'll find someone to manufacture for us. Uh-huh. Given you've you've taken that difficult decision, it would seem kind of crazy to to outsource the brand if that makes sense. Because, you know, when you're talking about the Instagram and the videographing and all of that, that's really, mm-hmm. that's the solidity of the brand, isn't it? So I, I totally understand why you've decided to keep it all in-house. Yeah, you're exactly right. Keep it all tied together. Okay, so the we talked about a little bit about the subscription earlier using the um, the recurring orders app. Was that always part of the, oh, well, always part of the plan after you moved to Shopify or was that literally a a, a lightning bolt one day, the subscription idea? <laughs> Yeah, no, I never intended for it to be um, a subscription. I, I, to be honest, I was just happened. I happened to be on the Shopify app store, and you know how they have like the the featured apps of yeah. the day or what have you, and that one just popped up, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let's try it. You know, I, I'm a little bit of an app junkie. Like, I will try a few things that seem like it could make sense and see mm-hmm. if the customers are into it. And this one happened to be one that they were really into, and it provided a benefit for them because they get 15% off for subscribing. Um, they can cancel at any time. They can change their order at any time or what's what their subscription is at any time. They can even pause if they're like, Hey, I've got too much product. I don't need a whole bunch more. We can pause their subscription for them. So it makes it really easy for them to get their product and make it accessible for them. And, um, it was just something that I stumbled upon that seemed to work. And I also noticed that a lot of my competitors weren't doing that. Mm -hmm. And, some of them are, but most of them aren't. And so it just, it was really easy to set up. Bold has great um, customer service and they respond really quickly um, if you need some help. So yeah, it was just kind of one of those like really awesome accidents. So do you find with the subscription that your subscriber products, they've come in, they've bought a single product or, you know, a single order, and then they've found the product so great for them, it's just a no brainer to convert to the subscription? Or is it really your, your VIP customers who you eventually get to subscribe? Well, a lot of times what happens is that, I mean, as you can imagine, people sign up for it because they know that they're getting 15% off. Mm -hmm. And they are only signing up for that purpose, right? (laughs) They're not (laughs) signing up. It may be their first time purchasing. And they're like, Oh, well, I'll just remember to cancel you know, and so yeah. that happens all the time with subscription models. Um, and so, of course, there's churn that comes with having a subscription model. But we see a lot of people signing up for it for the first time and then just sticking sticking with the, the auto ship program because they love the product so much. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to think about remembering to order because what tends to happen with beauty products is that. People don't like generally they don't really stock up for the most part unless there's like a sale. Right. So yeah. you buy your shampoo when you're out of shampoo or when you're running low or you buy your conditioner when you're almost out of conditioner. And so with the auto ship program, it ships to you on a, a certain frequency. So by the time you're almost out, we've got another one coming to you. So it eliminates them having to even think about it. Mm-hmm. So they like that. Um, we do actively, however, email and contact people who we notice have purchased let's say three or four times and we'll email them and we'll position it, you know, as, as like, Hey, you're, you're spending too much money. We can save you 15%. If you sign up for our email for, I'm sorry, for our VIP club, which is what we call the auto ship program. Mm -hmm. If you sign up for our VIP club, you'll save 15% and you'll get it, you know, on a, a regular frequency. And so generally those people end up going ahead and signing up because they're like, 
you know, I didn't even think to sign up for the VIP club and I am spending too much money. I could save 15%, you know, and so we always position it as a benefit to the customer because it is a benefit to the customer. It's also a benefit to us because we know it's, it's, you know, kind of almost guaranteed money that we're going to be getting. So it's like a win-win. And, um, so to answer your question, yes, some people do it on their own. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's us actively saying, Hey, we can help you save money by signing up for this. And then we get them onto the program. Cool. And, um, and Gwen, what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now? I think the most awesome thing is that we are fulfilling our mission. So I heard Jack Ma from Alibaba say once, I don't want people to work for me. I want people to work toward the mission that we've agreed upon together. And mm-hmm. so that's really what we do at Naturalicious. I have obviously people who, you know, on paper work for me, but at the end of the day, the mission is really to create solutions for women to help them, you know, get this whole beauty thing done quicker. Um, for most women, it's important for us to look good and for us to feel good because we look good, whether that's for us, for our families, for our careers or what have you. But the vast majority of busy professional women cannot spend time having their life revolve around their hair or their skincare or their body care, you know? And so we see a lot of times people spending all this time. And so our whole mission is only create products that save you time in your day. And so we always are, we are very customer centric and customer focused. And, um, I think that's really the, what I'm most proud of is that despite all the saturation in our industry, We've done a really good job of maintaining the focus and making sure that we are solely serving our target customer. Got you. And um, and I think that leads, I hope that leads into my next question, which is that, you know, given you have this hugely amazing background in marketing and you're clearly doing a really good job with marketing Naturalicious, do you have a couple of, a couple of tips or pieces of advice for the businesses listening in terms of how to maintain that focus whilst also finding those routes to market, which are, which are going to make their, make their business grow? Sure. Well, first of all, it's very important to understand who your customer is, right? So for us, there's the beauty industry. And then there's the subset of that, which is women. And then there's a subset of that, which is, um, you know, busy professional women. And we can keep niching down until mm-hmm. we get as far as we can go. But it's important to niche down as far as you can, but make sure that wherever you niched to is a big enough market that you can actually make money doing this. You don't want to niche yeah. down so far that you've got five customers, right? No, that, that would be <laughs> so, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be bad. And, so, unless, of course, you've got a $100,000 program that's a yearly that's, renewal and a 100% conversion rate, in which case, this go true. for it. <laughs> this is true. That would be a really great business model. But um, outside of that, making sure that you you understand who that customer is and not just their demographics, but also their psychographics. Like, what do they eat for breakfast? And it's going to sound really funny, but what do they eat for breakfast, right? Do they eat, are they on their way? Um, are they rushing every morning and going to Starbucks or, you know, whatever coffee shop mm-hmm. to get their, their breakfast, McDonald's or what have you? Or are they actually spending time to make toast and eggs and, you know, coffee and all that stuff at home and sitting down at the breakfast table with their kids? It has nothing to do with what they actually eat and more or less to do with their habits. So if they're grabbing food on the way and they're grabbing McDonald's on the way to work, they're probably really busy and rushed, right? But if they're actually spending time to, you know, cook a full breakfast and all that, they probably got a little bit more time on their hands. And so those people, even though those two people might 
both be 27 years old. They might both be moms and they might both have a household income of, you know, I don't know, 70,000 U.S. dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Those two people could look totally different because their lifestyles are different. So a lot of times when we talk about, you know, or target customers, we think about demographics and not enough about the psychographics of the customer. So finding out who those best customers are and knowing them better than they know themselves is key. A really great example of this is I'm actually on an email list um, for a, a guy and his wife, and they have this program for uh, singles and I'm, I'm divorced. And so um, I, I'm only, I'm on the email list because I know him personally and I'm, I'm just signed up for it. Mm -hmm. And so I got an email from him, an automated email. And it said, you know, what's worse than being single in the summer. What's worse than being single is being single in the summer and having a bunch of random guys sliding your DMS on Facebook. Right. <laughs> so I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I completely feel that because if these guys don't get out of my inbox with this nonsense, you know, I mm -hmm. like, that's something that I think of. Right. And so he knows his customer better than they, better than they know themselves. Right. And so it's your job as the brand to know that. So that would be the first thing I would say. The first key to really marketing successfully is to really understand that customer and what it is that he or what the pains that he or she are experiencing. Is it second, worth just to just to jump in here, Gwen? Hopefully, hopefully, I'm on the money. Yeah. Um, is it worth saying that with those two women we were talking about earlier, both of those could be customers for your product, but you'd be telling them very different messages? Very true. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. So yes. number two, then. So number two, I would say to be creative. So in most industries, there's not a ton of creativity that comes with um, marketing, right? Especially in the beauty industry that I'm in, I see a lot of the same. It's a lot of me too. So mm -hmm. what a lot of people will do, they'll find a blogger or a vlogger and they will then... Um, they, they will send their products to that person. Hopefully that person will leave a good review on YouTube and then it's off to the next person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, there's no creativity. And so if you are actually creative, you can actually find a way to market less expensively because people aren't doing what you're doing. Right. Got you. So if you can just kind of get away from spending a ton of money to market and stop using the money or the, the finances as a crutch to not be creative, you'll actually get further because what you're doing is so unique and so different that it's remarkable and people are willing to literally remark upon it um, in the digital space. And that's what, you know, gets you a lot of things going viral and um, gets you a lot of attention for a lot less cost. Oh, um, awesome tips though. We're going to have to move into the top tips around. As you know, if you, if you got one more, Gwen, I was misreading um, my time clock there. Or should we go into the top oh. tips around? <laughs> um, I think my third one would be, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think, um, hmm, I got to think about a third one. Oh, it's okay. We, we can stop at two. We'll go into the top tips because there's, there, there, there's loads of top tips coming up for the guys anyway. Okay. Okay. Right. Let's do the top tips around them. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some more, in this case, really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. We've had lots of these from Gwen already, but Gwen, let's get, get into the real top tip section. So the book top tip, if everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? 
I would recommend Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Uh-huh. So the Purple Cow, for those who are um, listening and do not know what that book is about, the premise of the book is to imagine that you are driving down a highway with uh, some kids, maybe your kids, right? And you see some cows and kids are tend, tend to be fascinated by livestock and animals or what have you. So you would say, hey, kids, look at the cows. And the kids would go, oh, my gosh, cows, how cool. And so after so long of this, you would drive past several farms and you would see several cows, several sets of cows that all look the same. And after a while, the kids would be over it, right? You'd be over it. The kids would be over it. And they're like looking at their um, iPad or what have you. They're, they're done. It's nothing interesting about it anymore. But let's say that you happen to come across a field that had a purple cow in it. What would you do, right? If you're me, you're probably going to stop. Like you're going to pull off on the side of the highway. You're going to like look to see if your eyes are fooling you. Like, why is this cow purple, right? You're going to say, hey, kids, look at the purple cow. Oh my gosh. And they're going to say, oh my God, the cow's purple. Oh my gosh, how'd it get purple? People are going to go nuts over this purple cow. And then you might even get off the highway and go and try and find the farmer and say, how does cow get purple? Did you feed it purple grass or is it naturally born purple? How did this happen? Like, did you dye the cow? What happened? And so why are you doing all that? And you're doing all of that because it's remarkable. You've never seen anything like it before. It's brand new to you. And it literally is remarkable, which it quite honestly means to remark upon. And so the premise of the of Purple Cow by Seth Godin is to make you think, what is your purple cow in your business? What is so unique and so different that no one else can touch you and you can market and push that product or that service more easily because it's not another Me Too product? An awesome explanation. Uh, Okay, the traffic top tip. Then which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Yeah, I definitely think that um, Facebook ads are great for me, um, but I think it's important to know what type of Facebook ad works for you. So Mm -hmm. there's people that I know who do really well with like T-shirts and they sell T-shirts and and jewelry and things like that. um, And they do really well with photos. Um, Me, not so much. My customers and generally anyone in the beauty, any beauty customer is looking for a transformation. So what's the before and after look like? So videos are important for us. Like we can't just post photos and hope that they work. We've got to post videos that show the the transformation in action. And so I would say definitely Facebook ads, but don't assume, don't assume that all Facebook ad types are going to work for you. You've got to do some trial and error and some A and B testing in order to figure out what actually will work for you. More great advice. Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah, we use um, Help Scout. So we use Help Scout for customer service, which has been great and has made our lives so much easier. We used to deal with customer service emails solely via email, right? So the customer will email us, we go into our inbox and we, you know, if the if the customer's um, query or comment um, was really someone else in the company's domain, then we would have to forward it to that person and hope they didn't forget to respond. And it was just a mess. Now we use Help Scout and we can see all of our different email accounts in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all separated, though. And then we can easily assign stuff to, to different people in the company. They'll get a notification that something's been assigned to them. We can leave notes for the other person. So let's say... I got an email and I have to 
let um, my customer service lead, her name is Brianna, let her know that, hey, I talked to this customer on the phone. Um, make sure you give her a discount because, you know, X, Y, and Z yeah. happened. You know, I can leave notes in there for Brianna that the customer won't see. We can close out things. It's just so much easier and it makes life so much better. And they have a really easy to use app also. So, um, oh, so you I can do it on the go as well. Yeah, I love it. Nice. I haven't heard of that one. So that's a quality tip. Um, okay, the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? I would tell them to start where they are and work with what they've got. So a lot of people I find they're like, well, I got to get more resources. I got to get more money. I need more connections. <laughs> I need this. I need that. And it's like, just start, you know, um, we have a distribution deal right now with the, with the world's largest distributor of hair care products. And when I started my company, I actually reached out to them and I couldn't get past the secretary, right? And that was four mm-hmm. years ago. And now we have a deal with them that we signed in January. And it's like, I didn't know who to contact at that time. You know, I kept calling. They kept rejecting me. But I just started where I was. I didn't have all the answers. I still don't have all the answers. I just work with what I have because I know that what I have is more than enough to get me to wherever I've got to go eventually. So stop waiting around and just get started. Another piece of superb advice. Uh, Master Plan World, you can find the top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Now, Gwen, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, especially if there's someone who's interested in being a distributor? Sure. If you are looking to purchase our products or find out more about our products as a customer, you can go to naturalicious.net. So I will spell that. That is N-A-T-U-R-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S as in Sam dot net, not dot com dot net. Now, if you are interested in becoming a wholesaler or a distributor for us, you can actually go to naturalicious-wholesale.com and you can have access to our, you can request access to our wholesale website. And once you do that, you'll just email us the information that's on that page. We will then provide you access to the, to the site and then you'll be able to see all of our wholesale pricing and all of our wholesale terms and anything you could imagine that you ever want to know and probably more than you want to know about our wholesale program. Marvellous. Well, we'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, again, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Gwen, thank you so much for being on the show today. You've been so generous, sharing so many great tips. Um, I know that I've certainly been scribbling down a lot and I'm sure many of the listeners will too. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. I don't normally get to talk about e-commerce itself. I normally have to, we normally talk about, you know, business in general. And so it was really, really nice to be able to share some tips for e-commerce solely. Marvelous. Thank, well, thank you. So many tips in that episode. Great to have Gwen on. I'm really excited to hear what she's up to with Naturalicious. I thought it was particularly interesting, you know, how she's drilling everything back to those core fundamental principles in marketing about you know listening to your customer being really clear on who they are and making sure that your marketing is putting the right messages in front of them really really clever stuff i hope you've all enjoyed that um if you've got any questions about it or anything else then please do join in the conversation in the facebook group you'll find that at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash facebook it's called the ecommerce masterplan world 
Facebook group and you'll find it on Facebook if you want to go and um, look for it directly on Facebook. Uh, how many times can I say Facebook in one uh, one minute? Uh, I think we're reaching the limit there. Now, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do tell all your e-commerce friends on Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee, over a pint, over a pizza. I don't mind. Just please, please help spread the word so we can get um, lots more people hearing the great stuff that's in this podcast, because that's why I make it. Um, have a great week, everybody, and keep optimising. This year, we're launching our first ever virtual summit, a conference you can experience from the comfort of your own office, armchair, beach, wherever you want to, really. It's called the E-commerce Masterplan Virtual Summit. Nice original title. In it, over 20 e-commerce experts come together to share their top tips about how to grow your e-commerce business. It's all going live in a couple of weeks over five days themed around essential e-commerce topics. So on day one, we're talking about traffic, how to get more customers to your website. Day two is all about systems, freeing up your time and finding more profit, including some kind of marketplace and international selling advice too. Day three, we're diving into the world of automation, not just with email marketing, with a couple of other interesting areas too. Day four is all about listening to your customers. So finding that fast track by working out what your customers want you to do, a frequent topic on the podcast. Uh, Day five is about websites. We couldn't do it without a day on websites with design trends, advice on Magento versus Shopify and various tools all about increasing your conversions and creating the right platform for you to be selling on. Now, the whole thing is already recorded, so I know just how great this content is, and I promise you'll find it a valuable resource for growing your business and educating your team. How much is all this going to cost you? Well, thanks to our awesome sponsors, including Dotmailer and Paper Planes, I'm able to bring the whole thing to you completely for free. Yes, there's nothing to pay. All you need to do is go to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit. You'll find out all about it there. And there you can sign up to have access to all the great content as we send it live. Have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.